0: Yeah. Now I'm going to make you bleed out. Listen, don't repeat now and bleed out all the week now. Get up and make a change. Don't remember yesterday. If you got something to say, speak your mind before you're great. Because your life is just to save. Ain't nobody going to change. Everybody stays the same. So be different, make a name. Huh? Hello and welcome in. I'm Kyle. I am your host. You can find me on Twitter at KL underscore fantasy. This is the University Podcast Podcast. Today, we are covering the second half of our 2021 college football preview. We covered the east side of the US last time. We're covering the west side this time. And joining me is the California man from the Undroppables. He's the host of the two on one fantasy sports podcast, Tommy Moe.
1: Welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? What's up, Kyle? Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited for this podcast. Uh, just mostly for the show, for like you starting the show, uh, us you know as a team, undroppables taking a dive into Debbie, uh, and yeah, super stoked to join you here today uh, from California. So I'm like, yeah, all teed up on Pac-12 uh, action and and you know diving into Debbie this year in the off season, joining a few leagues, a couple of campus to Canton leagues, uh, and 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 you know even one college redraft league. So just trying to get my feet wet completely uh, in college football. Uh, and do a little bit more than just, you know, redraft and dynasty like we've been doing over at the Adropables.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and you've been having
1: some good shows, so I'm excited to join some of your awesome guests <laughs> that are way, way more knowledgeable than I am uh, when it comes to college football. But, you know, I'm definitely going to do my best here today and, and you know, stoked to, that you had me on the show. Yeah, those Campus Canton guys, obviously this
0: is their forte, obviously here at the undroppables were yeah here at
1: the undroppables we're more of a dynasty website than a college one but
0: we'll try our best
1: yeah man we make it work we try to play everything you know we want to be able to give as much information and advice as possible and you know when you when these new formats come out we got to jump in there and try it right we got to get our feet wet and 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 learn the game so that when people ask us questions, we have something to say, as opposed to like, I don't know, uh George Pickens. You know, like I know, Man Dunks. Like that's <laughs> it's this guy every time. Just George Pickens constantly. And before that it was Ron moore So, you know, he he's right somewhere. So let's hopefully that that strategy keeps working. Absolutely.
0: And last episode in part one with Austin, we ended off on the Big Ten East to set us up for this episode where we're going to start with the Big Ten West, and much like the big 10 East where they got Ohio state over there. Who's the strong front runner. The big 10 West has Wisconsin. They have a uh, Graham Mertz, at quarterback, Jalen Berger at running back, obviously always a good rushing team up in Wisconsin. Um, what do you think about the Badgers next year?
1: Yeah, I, I like uh, Wisconsin. Um, like you said, it's always been a great rushing team. So I'm always curious about who their running backs are. You know who the next man up uh, for Wisconsin is going to be because usually they're going to be pretty good. Um, Jalen Berger, I think, is is phenomenal. I picked him up uh, in one of my campus of Canton leagues. Uh, I think he's going to be yeah the next great one. You know, Melvin Gordon type. Um, and then Graham Mertz, I think, is a great quarterback. Great size. Um, you know, with with a lot of these guys too. And you know, you sent me a pretty good list of, of players and um it's so interesting this year because of such a shortened season in 2020 that when you're looking at a lot of these players and looking at their stats and trying to evaluate them especially like for a guy like me that doesn't know a lot of these guys right and is trying to catch up on on watching film um you know so the easy thing to do is look at at the stats but the stats are all skewed because of like shortened games so i'm really curious to see how graham looks with a full season um because i think he's freshman year he only played in two games um, you know, so I want to see him with the full, full, the full year, and then, um, yeah, Jake Ferguson over there at tight end is just, you know, kind of like that stud, that Midwest like big, you know, I don't want to say like corn fed because he's not in Nebraska, but <laughs> but pretty much, you know, he's just one of those big boys over there out of Wisconsin, um, catching passes and, and blocking in line. And so I think, yeah, they're they're definitely set up on offense to be a really, really good team this year, and I'm really excited to see uh, mostly, you know, the backfield see how they do.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of funny because I have Mertz and Berger both at 31, respectively, in their positions. Somehow, Wisconsin ended up with the same rankings. And obviously, in the AP poll, they're ranked number 12, the highest one in this uh, division. But at 18 is Iowa, and they're another team that usually runs the ball well. They have another Mm -hmm. great tight end in Sam Laporta, and they've been a tight end factory at points.
1: Do you think they can challenge? tight end you. Yeah, tight yeah. in you. I mean, I don't I don't know. Um, you know, a lot of this will come down to the defense too, and Iowa's usually pretty strong on the defensive side. Um, so yeah, but I, I think, you know, Wisconsin's gonna have a little bit too much firepower for really anyone. Um, besides I think we're gonna eventually talk about Minnesota. Um, but you know I, I definitely don't think Iowa has enough, but but the you know, they'll they'll definitely have solid tight ends like they always do. They'll always have a solid offense like they always do, playing that Midwest style of football, which you know just kind of like your your power eye formation type i feel like that whole um that whole conference the big 10 west um is kind of just like yeah your your old school type of not smash mouth football but but still wants to run and hit you in the mouth um and just kind of beat you with size um as opposed to just you know speed and tricks
0: yeah and speaking of those northwestern northeast type of teams you got northwestern who's usually pretty good on defense but that offense this year just doesn't have anybody I like. I mean, I had Cam Porter. They're running back just inside my top 100, but then he got injured. I thought uh, Tyler – Ryan Ryan Halinski, not Tyler, um, was going to be their starting quarterback. I liked him at South Carolina, but then he didn't even win the job. <sighs> this whole team is going to come down to defense.
1: <laughs> yeah, not so, looking good. I, I, yeah. I don't have – Anybody from, I, I mean, these campus can can leagues are you know the the rosters are pretty deep, um, and I don't have anybody from no from Northwestern at all. So it is not a fun yeah. team on offense. No, so let's just skip all past all those guys.
0: <laughs> They'll probably win some games. They'll probably win some games because of their defense. But yeah, yeah, no offense there. And then we <laughs> the next team actually does have an offense. That's Minnesota. They've been pretty good since P.J. Fleck took over as head coach, obviously coming from Western Michigan. Just a great offensive attack. They have Tanner Morgan as their quarterback. He's been there for what seems like forever. Um, obviously, they lost Rashad Bateman to the NFL and the Ravens, but they bring up another wide receiver in Chris Ottman-Bell, and they have a great running back in Mo Ibrahim, which I know you really yes. like Mo Ibrahim.
1: Yes, very much like Mo Ibrahim. Um, yeah, I just think he's he's solid. Um What does he remind me of? Oh, he reminds me of, uh, of Marshawn Lynch. He reminds me exactly of Marshawn Lynch. I think he wears number 24 also. Um, just has that same size, same build, same style of running, you know, a very North South runner, but can turn on the jets can juke you, but we'll, we'll run you over also. And so, yeah, I like Mo a lot. Um, and gosh, I'm trying to think there's a, there's another guy that went to Minnesota back in the day that had the dreads too. That can't, I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, it's just like, and Minnesota is another one of those schools like Wisconsin I feel like that always puts out like a really good running back. Um they're just always kind of like unheralded. You know, they're not not the big guys, not you know the guys that's going to be up for a Heisman uh watch, but they always just have someone that's like sneaky good, a sneaky good you know running back. Um and I think Abraham's like an, another one of those guys. Um so I'm really excited for him this year. Definitely a guy that I have um at least in one of my uh, campus can camp leagues and um, was targeting in other drafts, but just couldn't get them. So, um, yeah, like, like Mo, a lot.
0: Yeah, I know you did take him in the UNDC2C, I believe.
1: Yep, that's what it was. And then
0: mm-hmm. um, also in this division, we have Indiana, which I listed as one of the bottom teams, and I'm not sure why I did that because they're actually pretty good. Are they? Um, <laughs> they are. They're 17th in the AP poll. Um, okay, they have they have a pretty funny quarterback name, Michael Penix Jr. Nice. Um, I think he's left-handed. He, he might be one of the only left-handed guys, but he's pretty good. He's pretty darn good. Um, he's one of those guys who flashes all the time, but also is pretty inconsistent. And then they have a fifth-year wide receiver in Ty Freifogel, who I thought was going to go to the draft, but didn't. So um, he was really productive, actually. He might just be a fourth-year, but it was one of those guys where I thought for sure he was going to go, but he did not. So Indiana is definitely a team to watch, but outside of Indiana, these bottom two teams in Purdue and Nebraska just don't look like they're going to win a lot of games. Um, David Bell.
1: We can talk but, about David uh, Bell. But there's David Bell. <laughs> so <laughs> They may not win a lot, but they got David Bell, and that guy's legit. Um. Yeah, I I I next, you know, kind of the, uh not Rondell Moore exactly, but like, you know, it's kinda of like that next one. Like Rondell Moore came out, now it's David Bell and like everyone's waiting for for him to see uh to see what he's gonna do this year. So I'm really excited. Um that sucks that they might not win a lot of games, but, you know, for fantasy, it doesn't really matter as long as he's getting the opportunities and uh, getting the ball in his hands. That's that's really all that matters. And so, you know, um, I, I think this is still a fantasy, right? It's a Debbie podcast, a fantasy podcast. So, um, yeah, like who, who cares how bad the team is going to be as long as the individual <laughs> player is good, which reminds me of like playing football in a junior college. Like, we didn't care if we won or lost. We we literally just cared about our stats, and we were only there to, like, get a scholarship. And so, like, I, I feel like that's, you know, when you're playing fantasy, it's, like, the same mentality, right? Like, who cares if they're actually good? You just want to see them score points. And so, um, you know, I, and I'm going to be honest with you, Kyle, uh, I don't know a lot of these guys on the list, like, that well. You know, so I'm, <laughs> I'm loving, like, the information that you're giving me and, and giving the listeners because I'm catching up on some of these guys, like, you know, I assume Purdue's is going to be all right because they had David Bell, but I didn't know the rest of the team sucked. So this is fantastic for me. Like I said, I'm just diving into Debbie uh, in college football more, you know, from a fantasy perspective, always been a college football fan. Uh, but from a fantasy perspective and to know these guys as much as I know the NFL has been new and interesting and different, you know, and I think um, for even for someone like me, like saying that, like, I just hope like seeing it for other people that might be listening to this, this show is like, Dive in there, jump in. Like, it's yeah, it's different, and yeah, it's a whole learning curve, but just like anything, like, you can pick it up and learn these guys and listen to a show like, like, University or the Campus Can guys, or you know, uh, Brandon Lejeune. There's like great Debbie guys out there, uh you know, Kevin uh, Du Bois, and so you know guys that like know their stuff and so you know listen to them and and listen to kyle talk like it's great because i'm just like yeah like i kind of know these guys but not really you know so hearing you like give me some insight is is great on you know not just who the players are but if the team is actually going to be good or not
0: yeah the the real issue with purdue is they just can't find a stable quarterback obviously they have the weapons for those guys to throw to but just nobody who can get it done And they did steal a running back from Indiana and Samson James who has some tools, looks kind of interesting, but that entire offense is my 2022 wide receiver three, David Bell. And the rest of it, there's another wide receiver they have coming up who I forget his name, but he looks like he might just be a three, three. They say things come in threes. So there might just be three (laughs) three of these pretty wide receivers. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Um,
1: I'm waiting for it. Yeah. uh Yeah. and if you know, I I if Duncan, if you're still watching, you want to jump in there with like your, you know, I know you're Purdue homer. If like I should text Adam Hutchinson and get the next Purdue guy, because those guys definitely put us uh put the knowledge out there about Rondell Moore and now David Bell. So yeah, who's who's the third guy up? I'm I'm curious to get that guy added to the list as well.
0: Oh, geez. Oh, it's Milton Wright. That's the name I'm thinking of.
1: Milton Wright. Okay, let's write yes. this down. Milton. <laughs> Milton, right now. All right, let's do this
0: right now. And then next up, the last one in this division is Nebraska, and oh. really the the only storyline of Nebraska is how quickly does Scott Frost get fired?
1: Um, <laughs> over under should probably be about five games. What wasn't the biggest story their uh, their uniforms this off season, Those fake uniforms, uh. those are fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. I, I was kind of bummed that it was fake just because like it was so bad. Like it was so bad it was good, you know, like they should just go ahead and, and go with the whole corn husker look with the with the overalls. Like that would have been amazing. I don't know. I've seen some pretty bad uniforms.
0: There was there's one for Tennessee where they took the normal Tennessee away uniform, made all the orange pink for breast cancer awareness month.
1: It oh. looks so bad. Yeah that's not good that's not a good color combo no doesn't look good on TV either but yeah it sucks for Nebraska because like I I have friends that like hardcore Nebraska fans always uh were watching the Nebraska football you know and like they have such a storied history um that that black shirt defense um you know that that just is like if you've grown up and, and had like old school football, you know, love old school football, like Nebraska football, that's what it is. You know, it's like, it's that old, that's the smash mouth football, right. Of yeah. of the big 10 conferences really coming from Nebraska. Um, and and so you kind of hate to see a team like that that's been struggling because you know, they're good, you know, they're a good program. It's just, you know, if the coach isn't doing it or whatever reason, it's just sex because they're historically have been such a, you know, a good program and putting out uh good players and, um, Yeah, on both sides of the ball, you know, phenomenal quarterbacks that could run and and great defenders. So you just kind of hate to see some of these teams go into their slumps, but it happens. It happens all the time.
0: Yeah, they have an incredible fan base, much like Tennessee. They're one of those there's one of those teams that will fill out their stadium when they're winning four games in a season. And it's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and there's fans here in California. There's a bunch. Um, there, there's a few teams uh, that really kind of transcend borders like that. You know, I feel like Notre Dame's one of them. Nebraska is definitely another one. Um, at least for here for California, you know, because those teams are so far away. But yet, we still get a lot of people that are fans just because, you know, it's a great program. It's a great school.
0: Yeah, and we'll go ahead and jump over now to the Big Twelve. Obviously, the team to watch there is Oklahoma. Um, we can talk about them every year. And we will. Um, you look at the betting odds for the playoff. It's Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Clemson. And then everybody else is like so far behind in the odds. Um, so what do you think about Spencer Rattler? Obviously, he he is one of those guys who actually started last year. And these other quarterbacks that we have in the top four, we have Howell who started last year, but Uyunglele and uh, Bryce Young,
1: we've barely yeah. seen.
0: So what
1: do yeah. you think of Rattler? Um, the problem is like I'm a huge homer for DJU and Bryce Bryce Young, um, like immense, like like more than the Raiders even. Like I'm a huge homer for these guys. So no one in my mind, <laughs> kind of like me, like I, I know Spencer's good. I know Spencer Rattler's really good, right? It just I'm gonna put those guys up there. You know, Bryce we, all, went- we we all have them. You know Bryce Young went to my you know uh, my high school, so like I have to love him. DJU is like loosely related to my family, like I think I'm um, like third or fourth cousins or some shit by marriage, um, and just being Samoan, like I'm gonna root for him, like it, it's gonna happen. Um, so I have that bias there, right? So I just want to like kind of get that out of the way, also. But but Spencer's dope. Um, he's, yeah, he's at the next um, the next quarterback uh, to come out of? Uh, to come out of Oklahoma um you know I think he really has a shot to like at least with the offense he he has a shot to possibly win the Heisman just based on the offense the opportunities um the high level caliber of teams they're going to play against you know if they can get back to the the uh, the bowl um uh, to the championship you know then you know that's going to put him up higher in um in, in Heisman votes and so I think he has a really good shot that just from the opportunity that he's in. Now, let's talk about all of his talent that he has bringing to the opportunity. Um, yeah, I mean, he's that Konami code type of quarterback, right? I mean, um, it, you know, has ability to run, doesn't run a ton, but has ability to run. Um, and and yeah, that throws a great ball. Um, and I think is a perfect Massive fit water. for that next quarterback. Yeah, huge arm for Oklahoma. So um, yeah, really, really curious to see how he does this year. Like you said, Oklahoma is definitely the team to watch. Um And the Big 12, yeah, and, and that's seen of- a lot too with some good. I mean, the, the other teams—they again, not necessarily from a team standpoint, but they got other players that are really good on those other teams in the Big 12.
0: Yeah, and speaking of like the opportunity you were talking about, the rest of that offense is insane. They have probably like three former five-star wide receivers by now and those guys might not even be starting next this year. Yeah. Um, they have a transfer running back from Tennessee, Eric Gray, who I think is just outstanding. Yeah. Um,
1: obviously oh, Kennedy yeah, Brooks. That's right. They have Eric yeah. Gray, that's right. I totally <laughs> forgot. About, yeah, dude, they're going to take it. Like Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eric Gray is so damn good.
0: Obviously Kennedy Brooks who was like a 1000-yard rusher 2 years ago and then sat out cuz of COVID. Um, they did lose Marcus Major to uh, academic suspension this year, like that just came out today. Um Damn, And they brought in suck. another transfer running back, though Trey Bradford, who will probably fill in Major's role because they do like to use three running backs. Yeah. Which is a little disappointing because I wanted to see Gray be on there, be out there 100 of the time. Totally. But yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and then I think too, uh, you know, seeing success with Ramondre, you know, coming from the JUCO ranks um i I think you know they they've probably seen that too that a guy could step in and be ready to go you know because he's probably been playing for at least two years already um granted same with eric gray too but you know a lot of these teams it's almost like you know with the pros if they can stack as many like talented players on the roster as they can they're definitely going to and you know with the transfer you know rules kind of being a little bit looser and guys being able to transfer and play in the same year i mean yeah. It's you're you're gonna see like more teams like this just continue to be stacked every single year. Yeah. Um in Oklahoma, you know, we've seen it with the with the Heisman Trophy candidates, you know, and the, the quarterbacks they've had, you know, them in, in Alabama, it's just like they just reload every single year.
0: And they have the number two quarterback from the 2022 twenty twenty-two twenty twenty one class, the, the incoming freshman, the number two quarterback. He was number one until Ewers switched. Um they're bringing in two five-star wide receivers in 2023 and a five-star quarterback. Literally just every single year they're going to bring guys in. Same thing as Ohio State is doing with Ewers, McCord, and Stroud. They're going to have the same type of talent yeah. just for years to come.
1: Yeah. Do they get – they? Get... Oh, no, that was Notre Dame. I was thinking, did they get C.J. Williams? But that's, that's Notre Dame.
0: No, they got – Yeah.
1: Okay, And then
0: obviously the team that everybody else wants to talk about in the Big 12 is usually Texas. I never believe in Texas. They always want to think they're back, but are they really back?
1: <laughs> okay. Is, is this a homer take for you though? Or <laughs> Cause I mean, yeah. I mean, what,
0: what, if, what has Texas done since like Vince young?
1: Since USC, yeah, basically <laughs> since that, um, I mean, there's been guys that came out and they've had a couple of good years, but then, I think that's the thing too. Like they'll always have like a couple of good studs, um, you know, like Bajan, um, yeah. But yeah, as a team, I mean, yeah, it's it's been tough going for them as well, and that's another team that that's been on the top, you know, before. But but even then, I think it's always been their offense kind of leading the way a little bit. Um, even though they've had some really, really good, uh, defensive players too. Um, but yeah, Texas, uh, Texas, yeah, Texas will always be back every year. Right. That's, yeah. that's kind of, I mean,
0: as the state school of the, like the best high school state in the country, or at
1: least one of the top three, one they're of, always going to have yeah. talent. <laughs> what a, what a <laughs> had time. to stop myself. Cause I knew yeah. you would argue with yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. We're going to argue on it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's. Florida, Texas, California. Like that, I think that's just the way to say it. And, like to say anyone's better than the other is like a losing argument because there's just phenomenal talent across the board from just those three states alone.
0: Yeah. Anyway, while Texas thinks their fans probably think they're winning the division,
1: <laughs> Always. Um,
0: the teams that I think will actually be better than them are definitely Iowa State and TCU. Yeah. Iowa State brings back Brock Purdy and Brees Hall and um Obviously, those guys have had great collegiate careers so far. Uh, Purdy was a guy we thought might come out last year, didn't. He was a guy that I had like a second or third round grade on. I was surprised when he went back, kind of similar to Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati. And yeah. Brees Hall has had like two straight thousand yard rushing seasons.
1: It's just hard to see him not working out. Yeah, I love Brees Hall. That that's um, one guy I know a lot about. In this uh, uh, of all the people you have listed, Um, he just reminds me of David Montgomery like all over again. Like he again looks looks the same on the field, kind of runs similarly. A lot of similarities in their game, and and you know see what you want about David Montgomery, but I I really like David as a player. Um, I think he. You know, like a lot of rookies needed a little bit of time to kind of adjust his game to the NFL and change things up a little bit. <clears throat> and then you saw him in year two last year running a lot harder, running a lot more north and south. He stopped trying to always jump cut outside and beat someone with the speed because I think a lot of these guys like, you know, think they're fast and they come to the NFL and then they realize how fast everyone else is. So, yeah, uh, uh Brees is, is, is fantastic. Um I think the first Campus of Cannon draft I did, he was my my first round pick, I think at like one oh six or something. Um and 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 I think, you know, you can make an argument for a lot of other <clears throat> really good players there as well. Um, but but Brees was my guy and and you know, I I've, some people have him as their R B two coming into this year and I, I think he could you know, there there's a good argument, um, you know, who's your top three people. But um, he's definitely top five, in my opinion, and I think he's a, a really, really good runner. And, and you know, in a really good system, too, that will feed him the ball.
0: Yeah, he's my number two overall and my number one for next year specifically. Nice. Obviously, last season he had 1,572 rushing yards, 21 rushing touchdowns, led the nation in rushing yards, even with Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. It was was still breeze.
1: So as a sophomore, awesome. you love to see that.
0: Yeah. Just absolutely incredible. I think he'll be definitely one to watch in the draft cycle next
1: year. Yeah. And like, you know, without knowing all the numbers, I feel like he'll check all those analytics boxes, you know, those analytics boxes that like master June and our team, like really look for, you know, and, and, um, you know, uh, Jax Falcone has his anatomy of a running back series. You know, I think he'll really hit all those boxes. You know, for especially even just like BMI, um, draft capital, speed, all all that kind of stuff. I mean, I think maybe breakaway speed might be able to struggle a little bit numbers wise, um, but everything else, I think he's a phenomenal talent. He'll definitely hit that breakout age too. Um, you know, which everyone loves to hang their hat on with with uh, these rookie prospects.
0: Yeah, and if you're interested in reading more. On TheUndroppables.com, coming out today was my 2022 running back preview. Nice. We got Brees Hall at number one. Obviously, we mentioned Eric Gray earlier. He's number three. And then there's some guys on the East Coast that we covered last week that you'll just have to read the article to find out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got to read that one. That one's a great one. Um, already getting prime for next year, which is nuts. Like, we haven't even started this season. Uh, and we're already getting prime for next year, which I think is so crazy and fun. Uh, about doing uh debbie and and campus ken and and uh just straight college redraft leagues is you know you're you're getting a head start on on evaluating all these guys before they get into the league and um for some of you yeah the debbie leagues you're you know locking these guys up uh, before they get into the nfl so it's been fun for me to kind of like start that whole process earlier you know and kyle i know you've already been on it uh for some time now but um you know, for, for me as someone that's just, you know, a dynasty guy, but really gets into rookies, like that process usually doesn't start for me until like January, you know, and here we are in August and I'm behind. You guys have already been doing it. So it's, it's crazy. Um, it, You know, it's a, adds a whole nother wrinkle to the game, which um I, I find uh, a little bit more fun than, you know, not to talk shit on IDP or anything, but just I like to add that wrinkle. You know, I'd rather just add more players that you can scout and evaluate um, than a whole other position and doing that idp stuff you know i'm a defensive player <laughs> yeah. I, you know i can I, I can do a couple i just can't do that full when they do full idp oh. with you know like four linebackers like a whole team like that that's just too much for me
0: but this yeah. is cool
1: i like jumping in this <laughs> this is a lot better yeah and
0: we'll keep jumping in uh tcu is the next team obviously the horned frogs have some are pretty pretty good all the time, basically, historically. And they have Quentin Johnston as their wide receiver. He's my overall wide receiver nine for Devi, And he's one of those guys who, when he comes out in 2023, is going to check every single box for the analytics guys. He just had an incredible freshman season where his, uh, his, uh, what am I thinking of? Dominator was incredible. Yeah. His yeah. Um, yards per team pass attempt is the other one that people want to, pull out these days was incredible definitely someone i think is worth watching and then they have a former five-star running back zachary evans who's my running back 12 overall um obviously tumultuous recruiting for evans um that dude committed to like four different schools didn't even (laughs) didn't even sign on signing day and then got out of one of his signed
1: contracts and ended up at tcu of all places um, See, and, and that's crazy, right? Like, that's, like, you you want to give these guys some freedom and some flexibility, but, God, then they have, like, all the power, you know, to just, yeah. like, change things, like, on the drop of a hat. You know, you, you spend all this time, like, recruiting them and prepping for them to be on your team. Um, and then they just bounce, which is, like, just wild, it's, you know. So especially
0: like, with the new transfer rules.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, like, it's – it's tough cause you, you, like I said, you want them to have some freedom, but at the same time, um, there needs to be like a balance, right. Between people just jumping ship and leaving. And, and that's happening in high school. Like my high school album water gets screwed. Nice for it all the time. Um, for recruiting and, and not just recruiting. Cause that's kind of like gone away and everyone recruits now, but for guys literally coming in, playing through their senior year and then transferring back out to finish and not even graduate there. Um, uh their senior season so you know that's kind of been happening here in southern california a little bit too so you know you kind of hate to see it but at the same time the alternative kind of you know sucks too where guys are just locked in and in a shitty situation yeah. they can't get out of
0: is it a public or a private
1: high school private high school yeah okay modern day modern day high school in, in Santa Ana, yeah so you know we've definitely put out some good uh good college players a few nfl players um but, but at the same time, yeah, it's, you know, they've always gotten flack for for recruiting, especially in the 90s when it was definitely frowned upon. Um, but lately, you know, like the transfer rules here changed also. So um, it got more lax and people were cruising in a little bit easier. Uh, but then, like I said, what, what the issue was, was them also leaving and like that definitely looked bad.
0: Yeah. Out here in Tennessee, the privates are allowed to recruit and the publics aren't technically. Oh. But the public schools still try to do it because they have to keep up and yeah. it leads to this whole mess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's nuts, you know, and, and then you get like these same schools kind of being, you know, dominant you know, for, for the national um rankings and stuff, and you get the same players, you know, it's just I don't know, it's weird, you know, because you 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 like wanna have the ability to go where you wanna go. You wanna be able to send your kid where you want to send them. But then you have like, yeah, these, these teams that are just kind of stacked, you know, and it's one thing if that's in the college level, um, you know, and there's, there's NCAA to kind of try to stop against that, but to have it at the high school level is kind of nuts.
0: Absolutely. And then, yeah, we'll keep on moving. Um, Big 12. We got other than TCU and Iowa state, we got uh, Oklahoma state and West Virginia. I mean, Oklahoma State has Spencer Sanders as a quarterback. funny stat about him is he had the same number of completions last year and the year before. Oh. Exact same.
1: Exact same. Yeah. All right. The guy's consistent. You can
0: bank on that. Consistent. Only issue is if he does that again, we won't be very excited about his draft prospect.
1: Because so it wasn't that good? No.
0: Well, they didn't play 12 games last year, and he didn't Fair. start all the games freshman year. So. Oh, there you go um but i mean both those teams not super exciting obviously oklahoma state was good last year but they lost chuba hubbard they lost tylen wallace um we'll see what happens obviously um is gundy, quarterback is,
1: back?
0: spencer sanders yeah yeah, yeah but mike gundy do usually does a good job so um Will's uh, and he's he's very highly paid, so they should expect yeah. results from their
1: head coach. Um, Wait, did their quarterback last year get hurt in the middle of the year or something?
0: They they had two that were going back and forth. Yeah, and, uh, okay. Spencer Sanders and Shane Ailingworth, I think. That's right.
1: Yeah, I just didn't like. Um, I don't know. Every time I watched like film on Talon Wallace or Chuba actually mostly on Chuba and I just like see Tyler Wallace running routes and he wasn't like not even being looked at at all. And I just like, I didn't know if that was the quarterback or the offensive scheme or what, um, but I just hate to see it. Cause the guy was open and could have had like way better stats than he did, especially last year. Um But I think, yeah, I thought it was cause someone got hurt like the quarterback. So they were kind of limiting reps or, or, or scheme or something.
0: Yeah. And then the other team is West Virginia. I'd say they're six 6-6, six, run-of-the-mill team. On the Devi side, they have Letty Brown, their running back, who just rushed for a 1,000 yards last season. He'll be a great producer in college fantasy and campus to Canton, but probably not a guy who's going to get significant draft capital. So that's about it for West Virginia. Um, moving on, we have Texas Tech, the Red Raiders pretty solid offense and they just used the transfer portal to their advantage this year. Um, they added former Oregon quarterback, Tyler show who show Shaw. I don't, I don't know, but, um, Shoo? 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 Shaw Shaw, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he was a guy who had a lot of hype coming out of high school, never really put it together at Oregon. Um, if you looked at Walter football in the past year, he Walter football had Tyler show as their number one quarterback for last year's draft class for like no six months. Wow. And it never made sense. It was never close to true. Look,
1: we don't want to say bad things about other websites, but oh, it's okay. you can say whatever you want about Walter football on this podcast. I can't stand them. <laughs> Well, <laughs> those we're taking a stand here at Undropables. <laughs> Walter Football. You know, it's funny uh, for anyone listening. I, You know, we we put together our rookie draft guide uh, that came out right around the rookie, uh, right around the NFL draft. Um, and, you know, just trying to get like all the resources together to help the team make this happen. You know, and I put Walter Football on there because, you know, to be fair, like they evaluate college players and have a database of players so at least it's somewhere to look at and the amount of shit that i got from our team for putting walter football on there not just as a website uh that doesn't function well but because of some of the shit that guy has said uh, in the past um, yeah definitely uh, stop using that resource um and yeah so i guess you know we're just putting it out there on on wax that uh, walter football um while they they try well um or try, I guess we we're not gonna use that writes he writes, their he their writes things plan. he writes things, yes, he looks yeah. at football players and he writes things and he lists players so if you wanna list some players and go oh, there's least,
0: there's better places to find lists,
1: yeah, oh, gosh, man anyway,
0: <laughs> anyway Texas
1: Tech Texas Tech and Other than show. So, shoot um i don't know All they day. brought
0: in they brought in a former troy wide receiver in kalon geiger who um is a guy that i have on both my ctc teams um oh. smaller guy faster guy kind you of like late. a yeah he was really productive at troy for the past 2 years but maybe not somebody to be super excited about in terms of the draft he's kind of small uh if i remember correctly he is five foot ten. Okay, and he's going to be yeah. a fourth year senior, so he didn't get an early declare. But he was a two time All Sun Belt selection at Troy, had okay. uh sixteen hundred receiving
1: yards in three seasons, I think. So definitely, there's some, there's some short wide receivers um, coming into this draft class. I mean, I don't know if they'll actually make it to yeah. the draft, but there's just a bunch. Like I remember, like so you know, you get into like rounds, I don't know, 10 plus of any of these drafts, and you're starting to like just find random players. And so many of these guys like it was just like five nine, five, eight, and you're like, man, what the hell? But they're productive, um, and and they're actually making something happen. So
0: yeah, I create cool. I created something this offseason called that I called the Darnell Mooney Award. Nice. Because when Darnell Mooney came out, I was a big fan. Um And similarly, last season, it was Jalen Darden, smaller Mm -hmm. guy, faster guy, who I really liked. And I put out a Darnell Mooney Award watch list on Twitter. Um, I had Ja'Quarrie Roberson out of Wake Forest, Tavion Robinson out of Virginia Tech, Dante Wright out of Colorado State, who we'll talk about a little bit later. And then Jalen Robinson and Amarion Brown, just a couple of guys, a bunch of guys, actually five guys, who are all fast super fast but
1: shorter yeah
0: probably don't get jump balls as much but they're electric with the ball in their hands once it gets there so
1: i mean if you're gonna see they're like darnell mooney then i mean that's (laughs) awesome i love love that
0: you know what's crazy is that i loved darnell mooney pre-draft and i still love him but i actually think that people are getting too high on darnell too much just a little too much yeah like he's exciting but yeah. i don't think he's an alpha
1: like people are no.
0: expecting him to take alan robinson's role next oh, year no. and i'm yeah. like mm.
1: no that's dumb you shouldn't do that I
0: might, I might sell if you guys think he's gonna do that
1: yeah yeah people if you're thinking that out don't don't do that alan robinson is the alpha we, we let's sit down give me a call i'll show you tape all day Uh, album is the alpha like he's kind of yeah like no like more so
0: more so like after his contract expires like they think Mooney's gonna take over
1: step up yeah Uh, he's not that guy you're not that you're not that guy (laughs) you're not that guy pal (laughs) he's just not he's just not like i i don't you know like i i want i i don't even want him to be because i just know it's that far off that he can be like it's not he's just not that guy i mean the best he's hoping for is like a Tyreek Hill type of thing, but like there's no other Tyreek Hill, you know, like yeah. it's not gonna happen. You can't, you just can't have that. So it's Mooney uh, Mooney
0: is fun because you got him in the back of the fourth round right. or for free, and right. now he's a wide receiver three.
1: Yeah, and so. you've been holding on to him and you've been waiting. and He was, yeah, and that was the oh god, who left? And everyone's like, oh, Darnell Mooney season. I was like, dude, it's already Darnell Mooney season. Um was it DD Westbrook? Who was it? Someone got cut. It was it so Ted media. Ginn? No. Um, it was, oh no, it was Anthony Miller. Oh, Anthony Miller yeah, got Miller. traded. You know, and it was like, oh, like Mooney season. Like it was already mooney season. It was
0: yeah. Mooney season last year. Anthony Miller's yeah, not good at
1: football. No. And like Anthony Miller is like what you <laughs> Darnell Mooney is what you were hoping Anthony Miller was gonna be. Absolutely. That, yeah, you know, and, and Darnell Mooney's going to be that, and he's going to be it this year and next year. And but, but like a lot of these guys, I mean, it's even with like Najee, like just people need to like temper expectations a little bit of what's going to happen. Like Darnell's not that alpha X receiver, so even with Allen Robinson not there, they're going to bring someone else in. Like Darnell, Darnell doesn't play that role. It's not. It's not going to happen. You know, he's going to be good. He's going to be a great fantasy option. Like you said, you got him the best fantasy options when you got him for cheap or free or in the fourth round of a rookie draft, you know, and then now he's he's balling out. So, yeah, it's people people get crazy. It's it's so funny. It's a funny time of year, especially on Twitter. You know, it's been all – it's a long offseason like it is every single year. It's a long offseason. There's a lot of takes. And and it cracks me up because I was talking to Chalk about this, right? It cracks me up because a lot of these people get really, really, like – Twitter happy in the off season, right? They have a lot of takes, but a lot of stuff out there. Some of these people don't even make it to the season. You know, they get burnt out or something happens. They don't even make it like to the season to see some of these takes actually come to fruition. Um, And and then that's not even the season. You know, like you got to make it through the season. People need to like pace themselves and like get ready because it's a grind. When we get to the season, we're not even there yet. And people are already burning out and getting kicked off of Twitter.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Too soon. Just saying. Anyway, anyway, the Just Big 12, saying. these three teams at the bottom aren't all that great. Um, both the teams in Kansas, Kansas and Kansas State, and then lumped in with them will be Baylor this year. Uh, none of them particularly good. Kansas State has Deuce Vaughn, who's pretty quick, pretty shifty, uh, small, yeah, like kind of like the Bruce Darnell Mooney of of running backs. Um mm-hmm. uh, is there any Silver relation to Vaughn? Do we know that or no? I don't think so, but I, I don't think so.
1: Um, probably more of a relation hope- to like Deuce Staley or something, or Deuce McAllister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably not either. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll be interesting for college fantasy. Um, Skyler Thompson, their quarterback, will probably also be interesting as he likes to run the ball a lot. So you'll get some rushing, rushing upside, but not much in the passing game because they don't have any wide receivers who are worth a crap um kansas probably the worst team in the power five last year maybe the worst team in the fbs um but they fired their coach they brought in lance leipold from buffalo who obviously did a great job with jared patterson last year yep. and they brought in a freshman running back by the name of devin neal who a lot of people in the Devic Ooh. community are really high on right now. Um, I think Alfred Fernandez was the first guy I heard pound the table for him. Okay. The entire campus to Canton staff is on him now. Um, apparently, I was told that they interviewed one of the 24-7 scouts on one of their shows, and he said that Devin Neal just slipped through the cracks and should have been a higher-rated recruit on 24-7 than he actually was. Yeah. But God. he was he was still he's still the highest rated recruit in the Kansas recruiting class. If you want to know how bad <laughs> Kansas oh, is. Yes, a three-star running back. Oh wow, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, but Neil is someone to watch. The rest of the team is not, so maybe just turn off the Kansas games next year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just just show me clips of Neil. That's all I need. I don't need anything yeah. else.
0: I'm not even sure they'll be on national television, so no need to worry. Oh, God. It's okay. And then,
1: basketball it's all good.
0: Yeah. In the group of five, we have uh, – we'll, well, obviously, I forgot to transition. But we finished the Big 12 there. We'll skip to the group of five, these teams that aren't in a big conference but still have some players that we like, um, the first of which is Texas San Antonio, or UTSA, as I like to call them. They have Sincere <laughs> McCormick. As they're running back, who has been a statistical beast recently?
1: yeah. He's jumping up draft boards, uh, rankings. Er, he's starting to get a lot more a lot more love. Uh, I, i've I've been hearing about him even before uh, I started doing Debbie. Um, and yeah, that's just a name that I've definitely had on the watch list because you know you, you kind of just hear rumblings, um, you know, because it's a small school, but yeah i'm excited to see this guy play um and that's the other thing too right like now that we're like i know a lot of these a lot more of these players and i've like been exposed to them because of fantasy leagues like i'm really excited uh for this uh college football season i mean i normally am you know i I like watching college football um especially when i was in college i was like way 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 into college football because i feel like those were like my peers then and now you know the nfl is more of my peers just on like not really age, but closer. Um, but like, you know, because fantasy makes you like a lot more excited to watch games. And now, now we're playing Debbie and, and you know, uh, college redraft. It's like, okay, I'm like really excited to see how some of these guys are going to turn out now that I know, you know, who, who to watch. And so um, that's that's one thing I'm excited about. That's, you know, a new wrinkle to the game that uh, after playing, you know, Dynasty for so long to like switch it up, you know, and, and get back into college is, is pretty sweet. But, yeah, 249 rushing yards, 14 or 249 uh, carries, 1400 rushing yards, and 11 touchdowns last year. Wow. Yeah. Almost a thousand yards is, is freshman year and eight touchdowns. How this guy's phenomenal. Yeah. 5'9, 205. Not, not too bad. A little short, but not. That's not, that's not built, though. Yeah. We want to you see know,
0: 205.
1: If, right. Yeah. If you're like 5'10, 210, like that's a kind of ideal. Like um, anywhere around that range. So, yeah, he, he's definitely going to check some boxes. But i just curious, you know, because it's a small school, you know, how his draft capital will be.
0: Yeah, but, like, we saw guys like Aaron Jones come out of UTEP. He's a fifth-round draft mm-hmm. pick, but he still eventually took over that backfield at Green yeah. Bay.
1: Hey, can I ask you a, a strategy question? You know, so for guys like this, for Sincere, um, does he hold more weight? You know, I guess, okay, so going back, guys like sincere that like may not be such a lock for the nfl you know does he hold more weight in like a college redraft league or even just i don't know a debbie league as opposed to a campus to can league or maybe not a debbie league but more of a campus can league as opposed to a debbie league because you know debbie right you're not you're not playing these guys in college you're just drafting them and holding them right and so you yeah know, also would he hold more weight in, in, in the format that you're actually playing college football fancy with these guys.
0: Absolutely. I mean definitely. Like especially if you're playing in a league where it's 50-50 pot for the campus side and the Canton yeah. side, which not all leagues are, but some some are, then you want to win the campus side just as much as yeah. you want to win the Canton side. So I I like especially once you get past the top guys, like obviously your first round pick, you want it to be um like a Brees Hall or a Behan Robinson and not yeah. a sincere McCormick. Yeah. But once you get past those guys who are like, oh, we know this guy's going to the NFL. He's yeah. just that good. Yeah. Then, then that's where I want to target those guys who, because I don't, once you get past those guys, I don't know if anyone, any of those guys are going to the NFL, but right. I know they're going to produce in college.
1: Right. And so the sincere meet that, threshold for you for for you know you do you think he'll actually produce an nfl or are you just kind of you know kind of riding that wave in college and that's it
0: he's one of those tough ones where it's like you know he's gonna produce but maybe yeah yeah it just depends on if somebody sees him
1: well and and you know this always, and like Miles Gaskin is always the guy that I'm going to always point to and always like hang my hat on as, like, you know, a guy that I called out early and without watching Sincere's tape, but just looking at like his stats, his size, he um, kind of falls into the similar type um, of, of, of Similar type of player, at least that Miles was. Again, without really looking at his tape and actually watching his game, um, but just seeing like you know the stats on paper, uh, you know the the production similar, the the size is similar, um, but you know I, I, and the road to the NFL might be similar too, right? Where he does get a shot, but he's buried for at least his first year until he works his way I, up. The
0: deck, right? I kind of hope he he's not in the same position as Gaskin, because yeah. Gaskin was on a good team, was on Washington. They played in the right. playoff right. and was their rushing leader and still yeah. a seventh-round draft pick.
1: Right. So, you, yeah, okay. So you want to be even a little bit better than that <laughs> situation. Well, and that's, that's why I saw that, like, I thought the guy was good, but then, you, you know, the draft happened and he fell where he fell and that's why I was like, well, shit, this guy's good and, and he has all those measurables of his production. Um, He just fell to the seventh round, you know, and and... Yeah, that team was phenomenal. I actually got to see him play in the in the Rose Bowl against Sanford. Um or no, sorry, against Ohio State. Um and and you know seeing him live like the guy was phenomenal. So, um I guess yeah, like it just, it's just well, what yeah, you put a good point, you know, uh you UTSA is a lot smaller school um on on this much smaller stage than mm-hmm. than Washington, but um you know it, that's been the hard part for me um, with with these Debbie drafts and, and campus can stuff is is figuring out like you know getting my strategy down, figuring out um, not just who I want to target, but when you want to target certain guys in drafts, what guys are gonna you know not just do well for you for the college side, but also when they get over to the NFL side, um, and, and trying to get that you know the the strategy beyond like the basics down, you know, and figure out you know even trades like trades are something I haven't fully got into because I'm still trying to figure out where the value lies in those trades.
0: Yeah. And similarly with you to Gaskin, I saw, I'm a big Washington state fan. So I saw him in the apple cup, like three straight years, just absolutely rip us to shreds.
1: Yeah. So I was
0: excited about him. Obviously I wasn't following near as close as I am now.
1: So I thought he would get drafted earlier. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was hoping for him. I just, I, I, that's size sometimes, you know, and like, even though it is Washington, well, and even because it's Washington, sometimes those Pac-12 running backs just don't get the same uh, amount of respect or, or you know, the weight of of their conference, you know, is less than, than, you know, Big 10, Big 12, ACC, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and we'll get to those Pac-12 guys pretty soon here, but we'll get through these other group of five teams really quick. Um, obviously, BYU had Zach Wilson last year, just an incredible talent, led them to a great season. Um, but they lost him to the NFL. He's on the Jets now. Um, they had an outstanding offensive line, but they lost a lot of them to the NFL. Brady Christensen went in second or third round to the Panthers. Chandon Herring is on the Titans now. But they brought back a couple of guys who saw a big bump in production with Zach Wilson as their quarterback. One of those is Tyler Algier. their running back. Another one is their tight end, Isaac Rex. And then they brought in a transfer wide receiver from Washington,
1: uh, Puka Nakua? 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 Look at Nakua, yeah. Yeah. I think he's Hawaiian or Tongan or something. Yeah. I'm this
0: guy. Yeah, he was the leading wide receiver on Washington last year. Yeah. Um, only transferred out to be closer to his family. Okay. So uh, definitely someone worth watching
1: along with the rest of that BYU team. Really good in high school too. I I forgot like he was like number one in Utah or something, or and I think he was also in like the um uh there was like the high school polynesian bull or all american or yeah. something yeah so yeah because i'm also because i'm samoan i, I keep tabs on all the polynesians that are doing anything <laughs> so um and and then again when you're going through like a draft and you don't know anybody and or you're at the stage like rounds 20 or something you're just like i, I don't know i don't know who any of these people are just like adding somebody i'm literally just looking who has a polynesian last name because you're you're going on the team we're just gonna we're just gonna root for you and just add you to the team um, because when you don't have much of a strategy, you know when you're starting, you got to have something. So, yeah, yeah you t- you said. tweeted out that um,
0: watch list for the best uh, yep. Polynesian in college football.
1: That's right. I didn't
0: realize that Zach Wilson qualified and won last year.
1: Zach Wilson was on that? No, he wasn't. I, I could have sworn that's what he said. Who won last year?
0: No. What was the award's name?
1: Polynesian was, it the Polyne- was it the Polynesian Bowl or was it the Polynesian Hall of Fame? Polynesian Football Hall of Fame? No, that's for the year. I need to look at what I put. I... It's
0: the Polynesian Football Hall of
1: Fame, yes. Yeah, there's no way Zach Wilson won that last year. Please tell me he did. That's that's awesome. <laughs> oh, here's the here's the article
0: that you tweeted out. Former Brigham Young University, current New York Jets quarterback Zach Kapono Wilson received the award in 2020. Zach
1: Kapono Wilson, <laughs> yeah, that's my dog. That's my favorite player now. I didn't. What is this guy? <laughs> Zach Wilson. What is his ethnicity? I need to know this right now. Oh, um, how how did I also not know this until I like, came on your show? He's a Hawaiian and a hufanga of Wilson's of Hawaiian ancestry and Hufanga of Samoan Oh No, that's two different people. What the? Heck? That's wild, dude. Yeah, Zach Capono Wilson. <laughs> yeah, and the, okay, the USC safety that won it. So he he shared the award with the USC safety. Um, yeah, I think they named the name of an offensive Hufanga. and defensive
0: player. Yeah. Every year.
1: But what the fuck? He's Hawaiian? No way! I didn't realize it either until you tweeted out that article. Yeah, I had. Well, so there's always people. You're like, I didn't know Kendrick Warren was half Samoan. No idea. So there's always guys like that, um, DeForest Buckner. I didn't know um, that he was half Samoan. Like, there's a bunch of people out there um, that you have like no idea. Like, if they don't have Samoan last names or or something, but the Zach Wilson one, that's tripping me out, man. That that's. Man, I I would have been on Zach Wilson from the beginning. I would have been the biggest Zach Wilson truther from the beginning if I would have known that. Uh, You got a
0: long way to go in just the undroppables.
1: You got to beat me and Mark. I know, I know. You guys love him so, like that. But I would have called dibs easily if I would have known that. (laughs) I'd be like, nah, like I got ethnicity on this guy. (laughs) We're we're from the same people, the same. Is that what you're gonna do with DJU next year? 100%. 100%. That's my cousin, dude. Like, 100%. So, so what is it? Okay, so my my second cousin, her son, or so sh- she married uh, Oyanga Lele. So she married DJ's, like, second uncle or something. Like, she married, like, DJ's cousin, DJ's dad's cousin or something so like we're loosely related through through marriage so we're like fifth cousins or some shit but if anyone asks that's like that's like my brother we like grew up together um uh, we hang out all time we're like best buds i know his dad big dave we like yeah uh, i'm just kidding I'm just like i know that's, that up? No, okay. no, like, that's totally his dad like i know who like of his family i just like never fucking met him but the the part about who how we're actually related that's completely true 100 percent true uh but there's like it's it's not really a relation like i i don't know him or i've ever talked to him maybe but my nephew who's a senior at modern day right now he's talked to him because he's a that's his last name they have the same last name and all that but like yeah so i made up that part about us hanging out like we're we're not we're not really best friends so <laughs> really dope <laughs> I, i've talked to his uncle Mao, his, his uncle Mao mal he's he's really active on twitter I've, I've chatted with him before on twitter but that's it you know i'm not gonna front like that i really like really know these people but if people ask <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah we're we're like this man we're fucking tight Just so you know
0: <laughs> Anyway, I don't think we have any more um, Polynesians to talk about in the group Shut of up. five. So we'll, we'll fly through these next three teams. Um, we got Nevada, Carson Strong, their quarterback. A lot of guys really like him. Romeo Dubs, Elijah Cooks, Tori Horton, Toa Tawa.
1: Um, all catching oh, passes. Toa Tawa. Hey, Toa Tawa is rad. Toa Tawa. See, you fucked up. We do have another <laughs> Samoan. Toa Taua is fucking good. I have him on one of my leagues. Um, Yeah, he he's a little stocky fucker, but he he's gonna be solid. Um, Definitely worth. What do I have? He has like he has a decent projection right now. I like just added him up. He's a good receiver. Yeah, he can catch too. I have him here somewhere. Where the fuck did? Oh yeah, Toa Taua. Yeah, because you know I was targeting that name because my. Youngest Mm -hmm. son's first name is Toa, so I was like, oh, I'm definitely – who's this guy? Um, But, yeah, he's a senior, right? So, uh, I I, I think he'd still be solid. And I think if you're in a a college redraft league, I think he's definitely worth a late-round pick. Um, He's going to get the carries. I mean, I don't know if these – are these projected or are these from last year? I think they're projected. They have projected for, like, 800-something yards on fan tracks. um, Yeah, I think –
0: I think it'll be really good, but I think most of his production is going to be more of a PPR guy as um, Nevada loves to toss the ball around.
1: Yeah. Rather than yeah. run it. Right. Yeah. The uh, the like creators of the shotgun or the uh, pistol offense there with uh, Colin Kaepernick.
0: Yeah. And then the last couple of teams we've got out here are SMU, who has the freshman quarterback Preston Stone, who was a really big name in the recruiting cycle. But uh, we thought he might go to Texas. He had rec- he had offers from all kinds of great schools. Ended up at SMU. So Preston oh. Stone, someone need to watch.
1: Yeah. Um, their wide receivers think,
0: are good too. Yeah, Danny
1: absolutely. Gray. Danny Gray. I just I picked him up as my wide receiver one in this college uh, redraft league because we were only drafting Pac-12 and AAC and. Yeah, SMU was in there somewhere. Um, yeah, but Danny Gray, I had to pick Danny Gray as my wide receiver one because I went running back heavy. Um, and yeah, they really know much. But he's a burner. He's a little shorter guy. Um, not like and, a, Re- a, was and Reggie Roberson. Yeah, both of them are pretty good. Um, so you know, I think they're still they're still running that run and shoot offense. Um, probably. Yeah, I think so. Because I think when I asked Thor Nyström about him, he he liked Danny Gray a lot. He liked that offense a lot. Um, so you know, high volume, high passing offense. Um, you know, they may not be great for for NFL, but they'll be pretty good this year,
0: yeah. And then the last guy, the last team to watch in the group of five out west is San Jose State. Um, the Spartans in 2018 won just one game, went one and 11. But last year in 2020, they improved to seven and one, and they have. Quarterback Nick Starkle, who's been on about four teams in six years now, um, taking his third victory lap, you know, just really enjoying the college life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I was, gonna, I was gonna go play a couple of different programs. And yeah, if he makes it to
0: the NFL, he might be as old as Brandon Whedon.
1: Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's off topic, but just you talk about him going to so many schools. Isn't like that going on with like Christian McCaffrey's brother right now too? Like he's at like his third school or something in four years. Maybe. I aren't there two brothers. Like one of them was in the XFL recently, I think. Oh, I don't know. I just heard my my friends uh talking about it there. They they coach high school football, so they're still like super plugged in. Oh, so is it Max? There's Max, Dylan. No, Max is the one who played in the XFL. Okay, so he so it'll be Dylan or Luke. Oh, it's Luke. Yeah, there it is. Luke has found his third college football team in the last six months. He's on oh. Rice. Six months. That's what that's what the headline says. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he left. Nebraska. That's right. They knew about it because they're Nebraska fans, and he left Nebraska. Oh, that's just bad. Yeah, that's right. And then he went to Rice. Well, where was he at before? Was it Stanford? Louisville, Louisville. And then he went to Nebraska. And now he's at rice. Not a good look, buddy. <laughs> no, <laughs> running from competition. Maybe not the best idea. Well, and then like selling at rice, too, right? Like, great. I think the best thing I heard out of rice was uh, was like that guy a couple years ago who was like five foot three or something that was playing running back there. That's like the last <laughs> like thing I heard about rice football. I don't know about you. Remember that guy? He was like short. He was like this big. It was, like, no, no. super small. No? Oh, I'm going to send it to you on, on Twitter. Dude, was <laughs> little. It was, like, literally, like, like, he could run on my on my desk right here. Like, it was super small. <laughs> I swear. I, I wish I could find it right now. It was like, we had a producer that was here, like, in the background. Like, pull that shit up right now. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you. That shit was funny. That's that's literally the last thing I heard about rice. Like, I don't know anything else about the owls from rice. Like, I, I don't know. Ruckers, anything. Tell me another school. I can probably tell you something. The rice, that's all I got. Is that sure? Four
0: foot nine. Told
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking told you. (laughs) You see it? You see the picture? (laughs) Put that shit on the screen. (laughs) It's so small. He's so little. Uh, What was that? It was like three years ago or something. I was dying when I saw that.
0: is it she- out oh, there? It is. Yeah, share your street.
1: screen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the one right there, the, Yeah. The one, uh, how about the one with number? Was it 28 or something? Like going to tackle him or something? Oh my God. That's so small. Yeah. That, that would, yeah. Look at that fucking guy. Four foot nine, walk on running back. Four foot nine. That's literally. The last thing, like you said, Rice football. Tell him the last thing you remember about Rice football. That's the first thing that pops in my head. Look at that guy. Look how fucking little he is! It's <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. See, so all, yeah, he learns something new every day. <laughs> so people that you were that were Polynesian, you had no idea. Fucking Zach Wilson and the shortest guy to ever play college football. There you go. You're welcome. And, you and the Pac-12, the, and Pac-12. the Pac-12, and then let's get to something I actually fucking know. The Pac-12, yeah, there we go. something that doesn't actually matter. <laughs> the Pac-12, uh, yeah. I mean, it's true. It is true. But uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, the highest ranked team in the AP poll for the Pac-12 is USC at 15. So not looking great for them. What higher. do you think? I mean, you're a USC guy, so you go ahead and introduce your team.
1: I love USC. USC is fantastic. USC runs LA. Um, no, I, I think you know. I think with Keaton Slovis coming back, uh, I think it's solid. Uh, Drake Lundy coming back, uh, you know, as his best target. Um, I was I had really high hopes for Brew McCoy again as a homer pick, um, but uh, you know, even though he went to my high school, um, and it is a homer pick. I, I really like his talent. But he like he keeps fucking up, and so he's like off the team or something. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but but the the newest freshman to join, Kyron Hudson Ware or Kyron Ware Hudson, I always forget which way he puts it. Um, freshman coming out of USC uh, out of Modern Day to USC, I think is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, I I don't know that many people that have him on their on their radar, but I think you know if he gets at least 50 targets this year. Like, he could really light it up and, and, and a do lot something. Of that's a lot of targets, you know, but I think he's going to need – um he's going to need a little bit of volume to to really, you know, jump onto the scene a little bit, especially competing with Drake London. And I forget the name of the rest of their wide receivers, but I know they're wide receivers. They
0: have another freshman that a lot of guys at C2C really like, um, Michael Jackson.
1: Yeah, yeah. That guy's great. Um, Yeah, and, and I know there's someone else, too, that's returning. Um, But – you know so they they have talent right so he's gonna need a little bit of volume to really stand out um i'm i'm blanking on on the running backs gary right Bryan. now thank gary you gary Bryant right. jr and even uh the the polynesian guy vivai Pai, is back i think um and um the running back is Keontae ingram yes thank you Keontae, dude so like they you know they they have a lot of guys that are on people's radars, but they I think they just need a really good year this year. I think a full season will really help. Um, some of the guys on their defense are coming back. Um, hopefully healthy. They're they're running back. Um, oh gosh, it's uh I'm forgetting his name, it's another Samoan guy. Um, he's been hurt, but he's finally coming back. Um, and, and then you know, overall I think they're gonna do really well in the Pac-12. Um, you know, and that might not be seen a lot, like you said, because of where, you know, they're the highest ranked team, you know, so the rest of the, you know, uh, the projected outcome for the rest of the, you know, conference isn't great. Um, but I think, you know, there's always going to be a lot of competition there, especially to Washington, Stanford, Arizona state. I think those are definitely giving them some of their biggest competition this year. Um, and, and like any really tough conference that's been around a long time, like I think a lot of these teams, like. <laughs> any team can beat any team on any given Saturday, you know, with, with the Pac-12. And I think it's the same with any of the conferences in the NFL, you know, these teams that really know each other. Um, and that's some of the knock on the Pac-12 is like sometimes when USC has been at its greatest, they'll get knocked off by Stanford or Oregon or somebody, you know, because these teams know each other so well and they they are good, um, even if they're not as high heralded teams as, as some of these SCE teams um, or, or stacked with a lot of um, – lot of talent but as much as I like USC um just as that's like you know my team that I root for the most a um, Arizona State is is probably a homer for me because my wife went to did their undergrad there and I've always watched a lot of their uh, a lot of their games and had some family members that went to school there um, and, and I really like their quarterback Jaden Daniels um and, and their running backs and um yeah the, the this guy you have mentioned here LV Bunkley shelton like that's another guy like he's super small but um, I, I reached out to uh, cole topham at uh, ham analysis on on twitter if you guys don't follow cole you really really need to um, first off he's great his analysis is fantastic there's great fantasy football analysis but the kids like at arizona state right now like he's in college at the, in tempe arizona um, covering the team there live you know so he's at a lot of the practices he'll be at all the games so like Reach out to that guy and ask him questions about some of these players because he's getting firsthand um, analysis on these guys. So um, that that's probably my two favorite teams um, in, in the Pac-12 usually, and then Oregon's always up there as well. Um, but but for me, you know, I've always been the USC homer, uh, being a, being a SoCal guy my whole life.
0: Yeah, I think Jaden Daniels is great. Um, I've watched him a lot. The only knock I can think of is that he's tiny, like yeah. thin. He's a stick. Yeah. But other than that, he's a great quarterback. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Arizona State has a couple of running backs that are really good. Rashad White and uh Chip
1: Traynum. Um Yeah, what's up with that? Chips is Chips is uh his nickname, Because right? yeah. Uh, I had uh, his first, his real name
0: Diamante. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I like Diamante. His mama called Diamante. I'm gonna call him Diamante. I'm just you know. <laughs> That, that's personally what I want to be with him. I, I like, like Chip better. because it's
0: easier to pronounce.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that guy. Uh, there's who's the, there's another... They have a freshman, too. That's, like, pretty legit. Um, yeah. High-heralded guy.
0: Um,
1: Daniel Ngata. Yes. Er, yeah. yeah. Ngata and I don't know if it's Nata, because if he is, that's Polynesian. I'm all for it. Um, I told you, I'm literally, I'm going to pick all the poly players. Um, but, yeah, he, he was uh, – I, I don't know why. Like, someone was talking about him. I forgot who exactly it was. But, um, yeah, he did get some playing time last year. So, I think, like, you know, they got some skills. They got some guys there. They have some depth. Um, I, I think they could be really good, um, especially, yeah, like, I mean – the guy's skinny, you know, uh, the quarterback, he's skinny, but you know, if you could put some weight on him, I, I think you know he has the skills to to be a to be not you know really good for the NFL also. I really like him as a yeah. guy.
0: He's he's my QB five for Debbie.
1: Oh nice. Do you, uh where is he above um Keenan Slovis? Yes. Yeah, I've been seeing that a lot.
0: Yeah. I think I need to move Slovis down even more, honestly. It's just not looking good.
1: Yeah. What what do um, what
0: you not like him? Just curious it's just like the arm strength isn't there like you want to see he's mm-hmm. still getting challenged after as um starter from Jackson Dart which is concerning obviously USC actually did say that they are going to start Slovis recently but the fact that Slovis is their incumbent starter for like 2 years and they mm-hmm. ran JT Daniels out of town for him basically and, yeah and and yet they're still not sure they want to start him is a little concerning
1: yeah so I'll i not lie. Um, I again Homer uh, J T Daniels also went to my high school, so I was like high on him, um, and 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 was trying to like, you know argue with people at times that like they should have stuck with with uh, with Daniels and and you know knock on with Slovis. Um, you know even though Slovis did step in his, his freshman year and did really well, I thought they should have like let you know uh, J T get his spot back um, or at least lose in. I guess, you know, in their minds, uh, Slovis did beat him out. And so, like, I wasn't super high on Slovis to begin with, but um, other people that I trust on Twitter, you know, were really high on Slovis, making a good case for him. Um, and then I, you know, I thought he kind of replicated what was uh, last year. Um, but I, I see what you're saying, you know, and, and that is kind of concerning if, yeah, you're the incumbent and you just don't automatically have the job, um, especially when you're already being talked about as not a high uh, uh, NFL. Uh, draft pick, but definitely someone that could make it into the NFL. Yeah. Um,
0: and then moving on, the other team to watch seemingly in the Pac-12 is Washington. Consistently good out there. Obviously, though, Chris Peterson, their former head coach, um, retired a couple of years ago. So they have a new new head coach in Jimmy Lake, who was um, one of their assistants, formerly. And um, their quarterback situation, and eh, not... Not interesting, or I guess it is interesting, just not good. Um,
1: <laughs> I think it has potential to be good.
0: Yeah, uh, they have they brought in Sam Heward from uh as a freshman. Um obviously his dad played in the NFL, Brock Heward. Yeah. Um, his his uncle was a really good football player. I think his cousin played um <laughs> and as an FBS quarterback. So definitely bloodlines with Heward Heward yes. and um Alfred, when I talked to him about freshmen, said Heward was the um, safest of the freshman class. Obviously, that was before before Ewers. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's just a very steady prospect. He's nothing – he doesn't have that Konami code type of upside we like to see, but he's going to sit back in the pocket. He'll usually make the right decision, and he has a pretty solid arm. Mm -hmm. But he's a freshman, not named starter yet. Going to have to watch for him throughout the season if they're not winning games. Right. Um, but they do have plenty of tools to win games. Obviously, they always have a strong defense. They have a great tight end in Cade Otten. Even yep. with um, Nakua leaving for BYU, they still have another – actually, they did have another wide receiver in Jalen McMillan, but I believe he is injured now and possibly out for the season. Oh, dear. So, um Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Think, I did, they, yeah, things change – b- things change between when i write these things and what i
1: record <laughs> would well, well, you see my tweet today about wrote a freaking article about james robinson and travis etienne oh, and no. it's like gonna go out tomorrow and freaking etienne's out i'm like awesome and the last article before that was michael thomas and then michael thomas oh. went out the like day before i was like awesome <laughs> like stop stop just fucking writing the whole players yeah now. tell me who um, you're writing
0: about next so i can get dude, rid of dude
1: I, I took a i was like yeah tell me who you want and the responses I got were hilarious. I mean, someone's like, "Oh, right about my ex girlfriend." I was like, okay, "That's a good one." <laughs> Someone said, like, "Right about the Taliban." I was like, "Oh, that's topical." I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had a good time with that one. I was laughing. Uh, There's always some good replies to that tweet. Um, you know, one name I just want to throw out there for for Washington, you know, I don't get to do this too often. Another Polynesian player, of course, I know this guy, uh, Jabez Tanay. Uh, he's he's a freshman coming in, four star uh, wide receiver from Kennedy Catholic, was actually catching passes from Sam Heward um, in high school. So they went to the same high school. So he already kind of has that rapport. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's just going to start and jump in right away, but if guys he, like he'll James, have
0: plenty of opportunity now.
1: Yeah, exactly. If if he's heard, you know, then, yeah, they're going to start, you know, rotating some of these freshmen in. Uh, you know, you may not see some of these guys get redshirted, you know, like they might normally uh, do their their freshman year. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Jabez Tene, uh even if it's not next year or this year coming up. You know, name maybe for the next couple of years, definitely uh, when you're doing your supplemental drafts uh, next year.
0: Absolutely, and then back into the Pac-12 South, we have Utah, um, consistently good with Kyle Whittingham as their head coach. Um, they're starting the Baylor transfer Charlie Brewer officially as of yesterday. Um, oh, it's he's official inter- now. Yeah, he's oh, an interesting he's, uh, guy. I just drafted him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just drafted him in my uh, in the that fifty team uh, redraft league. Oh, I'm so happy! Yeah. and and I dropped him knowing that like they they weren't like decided yet. I mean, he's not my he's first; a, he's my QB two, but still,
0: he's had a, he's had a strong career at Baylor back when uh, Matt Rule was there. But, and he grounds uh, too, were, right? I think yeah, song, yeah, yeah. He's a pretty good rusher, but things went south when Rule left and they brought in a new head coach. Just not the same, but yeah. hopefully, Whittingham's offense will fit Brewer a little better. Um. And Utah always has guys around. Um, they have a pretty good tight end, if I remember correctly, in Brant Cuthy, who was another guy that we thought would come out last year, but pretty solid tight end who will catch passes and blocks
1: well. Do um, you have their, their running back on here?
0: The other running back for Utah?
1: Yeah. I just dropped yeah. him, too, so I know him. Who is it? You tell me. Micah, Micah Bernard. Oh yeah, and and uh, I definitely found some video of him too. And he not a lot, um, but yeah, he was a freshman last year. Um, played well, runs hard. Kind um, of kind of get some some Zach Moss vibes from him a little bit. Um, but he he's gonna get the ball. Um, yeah, he's actually. Why does it say he's a freshman? Maybe he he he's been there since 2019. So he didn't really play in 2019, and and maybe this is still updating. He's gonna be a like a redshirt sophomore or something, but, um, yeah, played, played in five games last year, did get a ton of yards and, and carries, but, um, I think I'm pretty sure he's the starter going into this season. Um, well, they,
0: they did bring in a transfer from LSU and Chris Curry,
1: but uh, Curry
0: was pretty darn bad at LSU last year. So,
1: yeah. So I think, you know, I think he has a shot, um, of, of being, you know, at least startable for, for college, uh, Redraft or, or you know, for the campus side of uh, CTC.
0: Yeah, and we'll go back north. Um, Oregon, we'll hit them really quick. Obviously, C.J. Verdell, a running back, who's going to yep. be one of those older guys who we thought would declare but didn't. Um, obviously, still going to be productive. <sighs> Um, they have a freshman wide receiver, Troy Franklin, who is one of the top recruits in the class. Definitely someone to watch. And they also brought in one of the better quarterbacks in Ty Thompson. But mm-hmm. um, they still haven't figured out their quarterback situation, if I remember correctly. But it does seem to be down to Ty Thompson and Anthony Brown, who is their incumbent starter. And then they uh, have a guy. Uh, you talking about you? You talk about Jay? Butterfield? Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, he's he out, of he yeah, out of it. Is he out of it? I'm pretty sure he's out of it. I think so. Damn. I was going to say, actually, that they have a guy that you tweeted about recently in Sean Dollars. Yes,
1: yes. The other homer pick, modern day. <laughs> <laughs> I know these guys. I might not know for the best reason. But I know yeah. <laughs> There's second string he, running back. Well, he's hurt. He's hurt now. Um. And so, who was who, who was I gonna say? It was. Um, did you ever did you already mention Travis Die? No, I think it's it Travis Die. There was it was CJ every day down someone else that was getting love. Yeah, I think it's Dye. I think it's Die. Yeah, um, but yeah, Sean Dollars, he's got he's good. He just he just got hurt, so I was really hoping that would be him and CJ um, splitting time this year. Um, but I know I know Travis Dye was also getting some love. I can't remember. I'm trying to look up the – oh, yeah, so they're both – that's right. That's what I was looking at. They're both on the preseason watch list for the uh, Doke Walker Award, both C.J. Vidal and Travis Dye. So it was already looking, like, not great for Sean Dollars. I did draft Sean Dollars in one of my leagues just because, like, I'm going to draft guys I know. And, you know, if they don't do anything, I'm still going to draft them. Um, But, yeah, but both those guys – you know, are, are both uh, in the watch list for, for top running backs. So I think, you know, there there could be some firepower there, especially if they get them both on the field at the same time. Um, and that was interesting. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for Butterfield. I mean, maybe it's a next year kind of thing, but that guy brings like some real interesting traits to the to the game. And, um, you know, one of those – I think Butterfield's, Butterfield's going to end up as the odd man out and end yeah. up having a transfer just because of um, Ty Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, and it happens sometimes, you know. Um, but uh, I'm I'm really excited to see on the opposite side of the ball, uh, Panay Suell's brother um, starting at the Mike linebacker, uh, Mace Funa, who also from Day. Was that Noah okay, Suell? Noah. What did I say? Yeah, oh, you Noah just said his brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Mace Mace Funa um, is also from um, from day and and that guy's a phenomenal uh, outside linebacker um and so there's a couple of guys i'm excited about just because i've seen them play since their high school days yeah so i'm excited to see them and
0: obviously um, we'd be remiss talking about the oregon defense without Kayvon thibodeau
1: yeah who is oh,
0: looking like a top five draft pick in next year's class if it were Ridiculous. to happen today yeah and, so it's like, yeah
1: that's that getting that
0: nike money too
1: <laughs> oh yeah yep yeah so that team could be really sneaky good you know i think if the wide receivers can really step up um and and, and you know kind of like make a name for themselves um, you know, with the quarterback situation, a good, decent offensive line, a really good defense, um, and, and and a really good running back situation. Yeah, it, it could be really good for for them. Um, you know, taking the Pac-12 North.
0: Yeah, and then in the Pac-12 North uh, also is Washington State, who is my favorite team personally in the Pac-12. Is it? And um, yeah, and they got a quarterback who's Polynesian as well, in Jaden Delora from Hawaii. Um, I think he's an, I think he's an incredible talent. I, um, he's, he is one of those guys who's being challenged for the starting gig, but I think that's partly due to him having a DUI earlier in the off season and also not being of age, if I remember correctly. So (laughs) that's a little concerning, but also par for the course for Washington state. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's looking like it's down to a two-horse race between him and Tennessee transfer Jared Garantano. Um, I think Jared Garantano is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever watched play football. So I think <laughs> Jaden DeLora is going to win the starting job <laughs> quite easily um, because Jared Garantano throws interceptions.
1: <laughs> How do you feel about a, a Borgie coming back this year?
0: Max Borgie. Don't get me started on Max Borgie because everybody is oh, yeah. is wanting to say we were wrong about Max Borgie. I'm not ready to say I was wrong. I think Max Borgie is still incredibly good. I think Max Borgie. Yeah. I want to put him in my top five for next year.
1: Do it. But I, I just
0: feel, I feel wrong. <laughs> Why? Because he was hurt? Because everybody's going to
1: disagree with me. But but also, why? Because he was hurt. You know, like, what's that's the only thing. But until he got hurt, like, yeah, stock was through the roof, you know? Like, I think the injury is being a little
0: overlooked.
1: Yeah. I mean, the guy's got mad skills. And then
0: you took him in UNDCTC, and I got all pissed off because
1: (laughs) I'll trade him, bro. I'll trade anybody at the price. (laughs) Now that I know you like him. Oh, uh, prices through the roof now! Uh, oh no, oh, no! <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I. Besides, like, you see know what I'm saying. Like, if you're just looking at his game, like, yeah, I get, I get that he got hurt, but like everything else is still there. He was still phenomenal. And I think you know, part of it was just into, like CMC, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But like, I
0: think part, of, I think part of it was that CMC comp that has just got people too excited. Too much. Yeah. And I think it only happened because he's a white running back who catches the ball.
1: <laughs> and he's fast. And yeah, no yeah, I don't I don't
0: think he's that stuff. fast. I think the speed is kind of what's lacking in his game. He's a strong runner, obviously has hands, played in Mike Leach's offense, and they just threw it to him all the freaking time. Yeah. Um It'll be interesting to see how he fits in RoloVich's offense, though, because we didn't really get to see it last year, because of the injury.
1: And then the only other oh, guy that's you probably sorry you talked about uh, Washington. Uh, Sean McGrew is another guy that I had uh, for Washington. He's their running back, a um, little bit of a smaller guy, but runs really hard too. And so sounds like Miles took- Gaskin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he I took a later. Uh, uh, Gosh, a later round pick on him. I don't know how late. We'll um, see. What like, Yeah, like 12 or something, around 13, like a little bit later. Um, so I think he has some potential there that, you know, not put up a lot of points, but again, like, you know, when you're looking at like your flex player later round guys, like you just want someone that you can plug and play essentially. Um, and so I think he, him and like Michael Bernard from Utah can maybe put up like kind of similar numbers.
0: Yeah. And what I was going to say about Washington State was the uh, one other guy that I think is worth watching is Travell Harris, their slot wide receiver. Um, obviously, in the past in Nick Rolovich's offense at Hawaii, the slot wide receiver has been the main beneficiary of their passing offense. Yeah. And Washington State has had a couple of guys make the NFL late. Uh, Desmond Patton, Aesop Winston Jr., River Craycraft, who kind of stick on rosters, even though they didn't get drafted. So I think Travell Harris is somebody to watch for in the future who will probably get on an NFL team, maybe not actually play. But he also will be very good for college fantasy football. Yeah. And then to round us out in the Pac-12, the last few teams we got are UCLA who has um Dorian Thompson Robinson as their quarterback uh, who's had a pretty good career so far um not too interesting outside of that and then yeah, Arizona I'll say, who's going to? <laughs> yeah well Greg Dolchich, who has um was a no-star recruit as a tight end and wow. was also one of the best
1: statistical leaders at the tight end position last year you have to um, like not you have to like not check so many boxes that be a zero zero star recruit. Like that's why <laughs> Yeah. Like it's I was insane. like I watched something and they were like talking about how they were recruited and like what makes like three, four, five star recruits, and it's like size and like you know, there's like other factors, but like you basically had like no size, no no speed, no one was high on you, no one cared like you know, like you have to be so bad, <laughs> or at least like the perception you have to be so bad to have zero stars. That's wild.
0: Yeah. But he's 6'4", 215. Um, Obviously can catch the ball. Got a little speed behind him. Yeah, a little skinny for a tight end. But he still has some time. He's still um, a junior, so he Mm. could take a couple of years to get a little bigger before he goes out to the NFL. And then the last four teams, Arizona, (sighs) Colorado, Oregon State, Stanford. Um,
1: Had a a lot of hope. For uh, the brother Levante, uh, at, at Colorado, but that that guy's screwing shit up too. And I don't know exactly, I, I don't know if it was a DUI, it was like something like he did something like freaking idiot, you know. So, yeah, with Colorado, I have no idea who else is, is worth looking at. Well, Direct
0: Roussard is a good college producer, but probably undersized for the NFL game,
1: okay, and then um. And then- Stanford has a couple of decent wide receivers. Like, they're big. Um, Bryson Tremaine, um, he's like 6'4", something six 6'5". He reminds me of, like, Mike Evans' size. Um, and then wow. I forgot who the other guy is. They have Austin Jones at running back, who a lot
0: of people like.
1: Yeah, Austin Jones is good. He'll have a freshman receiver that's, like, the same size already, too. So, they just have, like, two big-ass... Outside receivers and a good running game, and so you're going to see like well, a lot of uh, a lot of twelve uh, personnel sets, you know, and just like or even twenty two, you know, with one one receiver out there, um, them just like running the rock up the middle like they don't normally do.
0: Yeah, the issue of Stanford is they just were okay last year, and then they graduated Samifuhojo and Davis Mills. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, John, i I John think they're Humphreys. I think they're Vegas. I think they're Vegas. Vegas over under on wins is like four. So oh, geez. not good. Not looking good. John Humphreys is the other wide receiver there, and he's and there. then Big. yeah, the only other guy I can think of out of those four teams, from a Devy perspective, is a guy at Oregon State who plays quarterback named Sam Vlidlak or Vidlak. Um, he's a freshman. He Forced himself into the competition as a freshman, which is very interesting. There you go. Honestly, though, probably won't start. Um, That'll probably be Tristan Gebbia starting for them. But I like Vidlak in the future. Um, He's got a strong arm. He seems to just throw it straight to where it needs to be. Drops it in there on the long pass. Gets the loft you want to see. doesn't throw those um, deep bombs on a rope like some quarterbacks who have to compensate for their arm do. So he's definitely
1: somebody I want to watch in the future. Um, one guy I have just like I think it was like my last pick for uh Arizona, tight end Bryce Wolma. You need someone like super late, he's a starter. Don't don't think expecting a lot. It's just a guy that if we're gonna talk about Arizona, that's a guy that I know is, some people have on their rosters.
0: <laughs> and that'll do it for the Pac 12. Um, and for the entire West side of the NCAA. And then I have a couple of questions that I've just asked everybody so far. Number one, who's going to win the college football playoff?
1: Oh, gosh. Um The whole thing? The whole thing? Yeah, the one whole shebang. The whole shebang? I don't know. Clemson? Just going to go DJU wins. Three national championships and two Heisman trophies in his college career. (laughs) Just hot take. It's gonna happen. I don't know. I I I love the guy. I think he's gonna set the world on fire. I think he's like Vince Young and Cam Newton and those kind of like. I'm big. I can run and I can throw a mean ball. I just I I you know I'm not gonna say Jamarcus Russell vibes at all. But, like, he's not that. You know, he's not just a big guy with a big arm. He can do a lot more. Um, And so, yeah, I'm just going to give it to Clemson again. Because at at this point, I don't even know know who's going to win the NFL. I don't even know. Like, I (laughs) I can't tell you my favorites right now. I can't tell you who's not. It's just like, I don't know. I'm going into this season right now. And I think it's just like we're so close that I just have like, like, you know, stars in my eyes. Like, everyone's great. Everyone has so much potential to be so good. You know, I don't want to think about anyone sucking yet or getting hurt or being gone for the whole season, you know? So it's like at this point, I think anyone has really has the potential to, to be good and, and to really win. But if I, you know, twist my arm and maybe make me pick someone, it's definitely going to be Clemson. It's definitely not Purdue. I'll tell you that it's definitely not Purdue. <laughs>
0: Clemson <laughs> okay. is my pick as well. <laughs> there it is. Um I kind of became a closet Clemson fan. Um, it's hard not to like. Um, so T Higgins, Amari Rogers, both from Knoxville, Tennessee. Amari okay. Rogers, a legacy Tennessee recruit, his dad is T Martin. Um, oh, shit. Led a, yeah, who led Amari us Rogers to the, the national player, championship. I,
1: that. I love T Martin, yeah, yeah. And
0: um, Trevor Lawrence, the biggest Peyton Manning fan, their effort was wanted to come to Tennessee. But really? we had we had a coach um, by the name of Butch Jones who just yeah. didn't give a damn and was an awful recruiter and an awful coach overall. That That's man terrible. sat Alvin Kamara for John Kelly, among other things that coaches yeah. shouldn't do. Not good. <laughs> so Not good. I just went ahead and rooted for Clemson because they had the oh. guys that I liked.
1: Yeah, right on. Totally. Oh, man. Yeah, team, man. Team Martin, that guy. What was that? Was that like 97? no i think it was was uh,
0: 2001
1: yeah yeah
0: because because it was manning in the late 90s and right that was like 99
1: or something yeah yeah that was a fun year man well I, i i you know it's it's tough i i'd say clemson is the easy one you know and um i wish it was a team that could say like a hot take like Notre dame or something just because like a storied, you know school like that you want to see win or even usc make a homer take but the, the, those guys over there um in, in south carolina like they're just they're really good they're they got a great program they're doing a really good job of, of giving these kids um you know you're basically getting nfl kids you know in college and, and alabama is fantastic as well um and i got all the love for bryce young and i think They'll have a really good, you know. They just keep reloading too, so they'll have a really good year as well. Um, I I just think, you know, personally, um, DJ is just gonna, he's just gonna show people, you know, what he can do, and it's gonna be surprising to some people. And, um, you know, watching that kid for four years here locally at St. John Bosco High School, um, he's just the real deal. He's the truth. He's had poise since his sophomore year. He's ready to go. Um, You know, he's a leader all the way, and his dad's been. Dad, you know, I don't know his dad personally, but I know a lot about his dad. His dad's been grooming uh, both of his kids to be to be phenomenal athletes and, and really good people as well. Um and and his younger brother, DJ's younger brother, um uh is gonna Mateo is a freaking beast and is gonna I forgot where he's going. I don't think he's uh committed yet, but once he goes to the college ranks, it's gonna be over. But <laughs> well, um C quarterback as well. No, he plays defensive end and tight end. Um, and I think he's even bigger than, than DJ. Um, but yeah, he's just beasting it right now in high school um, and and their season starting this week. Um, so it's going to be fun around here to, to watch them uh, go at it. And then, you know, modern day as well, I think um, between max preps and I forgot the other publication, but they're, they're number one and number two, they go kind of back and forth in, in the nation right now. So those are like two of the local schools, like Bosco's like 10 minutes from my house and, Marty Day is probably like 20 or 30. So to just, you know, have two schools like that, be so close, you know, be so phenomenal is, is awesome for, for the whole area over here.
0: Yeah. Mateo is 6'4", 255, and the number 12 recruit in the nation for next year,
1: for 2023 yep. rather. Yeah, he's only a a junior. Yeah. So and he's going to probably get bigger and get better. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. Definitely one to watch on the defensive end. Yep. Um, Yeah, I guess that's a new one. Go IDP IDP, (laughs) Devi. Oh my God, fucking. Oh no, so deep.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm in this Campus to Canton Discord, and Austin uh, Nace Devi Deets was showing off his roster, which started like six IDP on Campus to Canton
1: League. (sighs) Too much. So no, much. absolutely. I would just pick yeah. like all all Oregon's defense. Just I'll I'll just take Oregon's defense and worry about the and that later.
0: That draft has to be like sixty rounds long,
1: and they're so long already. Like, who needs thirty-five rounds or whatever it is? I think there was like forty on the list. And- Ours was forty-two. Oh, man, so get into these leagues. They're fun, but I'm just gonna tell you the draft is long as shit. It takes forever. Um, especially
0: especially when you get to 16 teams and 14 yeah. teams rather
1: than 12. Yeah. but yeah the 14 teams we got into like those are so deep um but it's been a blast like i i have i'm having a really good time with it um I, i'm loving you know talking to to more guys about debbie you know the debbie community um you know sub community within within the fancy football community is really great all those guys are awesome they just love talking football i mean Yeah, everyone does, right? Everyone loves talking football, but those guys are like, they're so deep in it, Um, you know, and and really, that's just going to translate all, you know, for Dynasty to have these rookies and know about the rookies ahead of time. Uh, That's partly what makes Ray GQ so awesome and good at what he does, you know, just, I mean, of course, it's his delivery and and his production, but, but, you know, he's hip, you know, to all these guys before anyone else is, or or at least, you know, the masses aren't uh, knowing about these guys. So it's fun, um, and it's been great to, to, to dive into it more with you here, Kyle, and and, and I'm excited for your pod and um, that's been going well. And then the people you've had on the show have been phenomenal. Um, you know, not including myself, but the other three guys grass that you've had well, on here. I think I've I think awesome. yours has been the funniest show by far. <laughs> hey, I, I'm always going to bring some sort of wow. entertainment value. You know, if it's if it's not if it's not straight knowledge, it's definitely going to we're just going to make you laugh and have a good time. But that's you know that's what I'm about. You know, that's that's why I'm here and um, you know just. Uh, bring bring something like you know if it's not going to be information it's going to bring something
0: yeah so so what's coming from you soon is the two-on-one fantasy show coming back soon
1: yeah that's a that's a tough one um i, I normally don't do it during the the football season because it's like really crazy during the season and there's so many pods and there you know we have a lot of good podcasts coming out weekly and so i just don't really want to compete with with the time and effort um that it takes to do a weekly pod so um, it'll be the second year that i kind of take off during the season and do a lot more writing i, I really want to write a lot more um, and just kind of get into like just general like football journalism a lot more so i'm just gonna try to write uh more this season um and then get back to like you know doing TikToks and stuff during the week um helping you know put out the undropables content you know you know through other uh, forms of media you know especially with video content short form video content. Um, and then I really want to get back to doing more under reviews on on our YouTube channel, um, taking more deep dives into select players. Um, I, I had a really good time with that uh, last year, especially, you know, looking at some of the rookies uh, and just guys that were kind of getting faded by some some uh, dynasty or fantasy players throughout the year. And, you know, being able to look at it a little more closely, like Jonathan Taylor and, and say why you shouldn't be fading him in like week eight and ten of last year, you know, and telling you to buy and not sell like some other analysts were doing. I like being able to, like, get in there and and, and, and see what other people aren't seeing. So um, so for me, yeah, it, it's back to writing video content. Um, yeah, not, not really podcasting during the season, but I'm going to do a lot of guest spots and jump on wherever I can with other people. And, you know, you'll definitely see my content all around, um, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok. Um, you can find me at 2-on-1 fancy Sports or 2-on-1 FFB. Uh, especially on Twitter and then everything else from the Yeah.
0: Under review is a great one. Um, I think the Devonta Smith episode is still the most watched YouTube
1: video on the Undroppables channel. Actually. It is. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm pretty happy about that one. I, um, yeah. And, and, and so it's stuff like that. You know, like I, I got a lot of good feedback from that one. So I want to continue doing more of that content because I get a little bit more time to spend on one player and, and you know, can work on it throughout the week. So. Um, I love podcasting, you know, that's definitely where I started from. But um, as I've gone into different stuff with Androppables, I really liked it. So um, I'm, I'm going to leave the the weekly shows to you and Brad <laughs> um, and, and our new one coming up with the uh, Androppables football show or, or I forgot Playbook. what they changed. The Androppables Playbook. Love that. Um, can't wait for that to to, to air uh, and to get going during the week. And so, you know, like I said, I think we have enough going on uh, in our network and our, uh, our our website to you know, keep people going with, with the video content, the podcast and live streams, especially with the undrafted. I think, you know, Jacks Falcone's pod is, is the best uh, that we, that we got. Um, you know, so I'm just going to help support all you guys and, and then, you know, do my thing on the side.
0: Yeah. And you can find both of us at the com, or at the undroppables on Twitter or on the YouTube page where this is airing right now, youtube.com and you search for the undroppables um thanks for watching well um speaking of hiatuses um we're going to be taking a quick hiatus next week from the university podcast uh we'll be taking a week off before the season starts just because we're going to be moving to thursday nights and next thursday is the first tennessee game and i plan on being there rather than here so (laughs) we'll see you guys in two weeks